0: Welcome back to Real Talk with Rose. Today we're talking about credit cards, the ups and downs, and all the things you should know before you get your first card. I talked with Sac Day Communications major Tyler Lewis about his experience. And how did you get your first credit card?
1: So, when I graduated high school, you know, just finding my way out in community college and whatnot, my parents recommended me that I get a credit card to start building credit and to, you know, this is the type of stuff that you had to, you know, for me, I guess it was an important thing to possess because I heard that like, you know, building credit for future references um, is a good thing and it's important for hers and making like, you know, bigger lifelong purchases. So I knew getting a credit card was the right move to do at a younger age, but, you know, I didn't really have many much experience about what to do with it. And
0: what did you learn after you got your first credit card?
1: um well certain things it's uh learning how to maintain your expenses and with that you know you got to integrate your credit card as a part of your day you got to put that in your calendar as a reminder to pay your credit card because you know sometimes i miss payments early on and credit scores have gone down and stuff like that and another thing is yeah i also learned about uh, the credit score and how it works
0: was there anything about the process that was confusing
1: a Little bit with the credit score because I've made giant purchases and then paid my credit card back right away. That's affected my credit card score before, and of course, not paying on time will also negatively impact your credit score. And then, what's
0: something you wish you knew before you got a card?
1: Um, I wish I knew more about interest rates and, ca- like, you know, how credit cards will say, like, you know, you get 2% cash back on groceries or cash back on gas if you have certain types of credit cards, but something I really wanted to know in like at least earlier on were about interest rates and how to calculate interest and whether to see if a specific deal is worth it or not by calculating the interest rates because sometimes you might have to owe more back to that company.
0: And for you, what are some upsides that you've noticed from having a card?
1: A few upsides. I don't have to look at my actual bank account to worry about purchasing something, you know, because I personally, you know, get my anxiety goes up when it comes to spending money. So, you know, you can just pay it on my credit card and then a few weeks down, then I can worry about paying it myself.
0: On the flip side, what are some downsides?
1: Uh, Downsides, I always worry about my credits. I do worry about my credit score quite a bit, whether it goes up or down, especially because I'm graduating this semester and I'm going to be looking for an apartment soon. So I want to make sure I have a reasonable score that will um, interest in other companies to have me as a resident, for example.
0: And then when you did your research on on credit cards afterwards or if you did did you just go online or did you talk to someone or how did you learn about the process or ask your parents
1: yeah i asked exactly so my parents are capital one members too and that's how i got lured into capital one and here and there i get my you know you get letters in the mail about obtaining new credit cards and filing applications to get these new cards but personally yeah mainly just from my parents and besides the one that I have right now. I really don't know too much about other credit cards or credit card companies.
0: Do you think it would be helpful to have a, some kind of financial or personal finance class in high school, or would you have been interested in that if that was an option to take?
1: Yeah, well, honestly, it was, it was kind of my mistake. Senior, senior year of high school, I played a lot of sports and only had four classes, and I was pretty proud of that. But, you know, they actually offered financial algebra as a elective math course to take and during that time I was sick of math and I just said screw it I'm out of here no more math but you know looking back on it now I feel like I could have learned you know what I just said earlier about calculating interest rates and whether or not a big deal or big time purchase with a specific interest rate is worth it or not because if it's not you can easily end up paying these companies more money than obviously intended.
0: Now let's hear from our expert on the subject, Kim Handy. And I am
2: an instructor at Sacramento State in the financial and consumer science department teaching family finance. So in addition to teaching part-time, I also have my own business where I am a a CFP or a certified financial planner and I uh, help people manage their money.
0: The first question I wanted to ask is kind of a basic one, but is what is credit and why do you need it? What it is, is that
2: a, a credit card enables you to buy things that you don't have to pay for immediately. So in other words, you can buy something today and you can pay for it later. So the benefits of credit cards or why I think they're really important. Number one is that it, they help it helps students build their credit score. And uh, so by having a credit card and, for example, charging something on it each month and then paying it off each month, so you're not carrying a balance. But each time you charge and pay, there's a little bit of a, of a, a score that's recognized by the credit reporting agencies. And to the extent that you always pay your bills on time and you don't carry a lot of credit, your credit score will begin to increase. That is significant because when you go to buy a car or you want to buy your first house or perhaps you want to uh, rent an apartment, uh, each one of these uh, lending indices or a potential uh, property manager will run your credit score. And the higher it is, indicates that you are a responsible individual financially and the better rate you will receive. So for example, instead of getting a car loan that's potentially at 10%, today you can get a car loan
0: for 2.5% if you have good credit. Speaking of good credit, what would be like good credit score to have? So really over
2: 700 is
0: a good credit
2: score. Now, what I wanna say here though, is when students first get a credit card, Typically, their scores, even though they're charging and paying, their score will ride in the 600s for a period of time, and and it's going to take some time to raise that score, usually six months to a year. So you may start off with your first credit card and your score is only 600, but you need to be patient because over time, if you practice that good financial behavior, it will grow to over 700 and beyond. And that's really a good score that you want to look forward to.
0: And how does someone build their credit, specifically like a a student who's first starting out?
2: Well, I always tell my students in my class that charge something that you're going to pay for anyway. So maybe it's your cell phone bill and you're paying for it anyway. So go ahead, put your cell phone bill on your credit card. And then when your credit card bill comes in, it'll only have your cell phone bill on it and pay it off. So that would be a good way to sort of ease yourself into credit card, monitoring your credit card. What I don't like to see is that students charge a bunch of stuff on it because then you can get yourself into a position where you don't have enough money to pay for it when the bill is due. So start small, something you're gonna pay for anyway that's already built into your budget and then practice with that. And then over time you can add more things that you can pay off in an effort to t- to try to build rewards which many credit card programs offer now
0: sometimes people have said like don't close a line of credit is that true or why or why not
2: so yes that is true part of your credit score that key score that's calculated one of the components is how long you have been you've had a credit card open so the longer you have a credit card open that the, the higher your score can become. So
0: if you close it off, that ends that one very important component of your credit score. So if someone is like no longer using their card, they shouldn't close it, just keep it open?
2: Just keep it open. Want to use, let's say it's a store credit card and you don't use it. Uh, maybe you go in there and use it once a quarter to keep it open until somebody, until your other credit card has developed some history.
0: And then I kind of wanted to talk about briefly about uh, when someone checks your credit and the difference between, I'm forgetting the term now myself, like a hard check. They're called the inquiry. Yeah, it's a
2: hard inquiry or soft inquiry. So a hard inquiry is one that you have signed for. So you have given your permission for someone to go in and check your credit score. Okay. Soft inquiries, on the other hand, are all of the agencies that can go in and check your, your credit uh, behind your back, so to speak. In other words, they don't need authorization to do that. And uh, what these companies are, are trying to discover is, is if you're a charger and if they send you direct marketing materials, can they potentially sign you up for a new credit card? So many of you will be shocked when, when you can go, you can log in and check your credit accounts once a year at all the three reporting agencies. And you'll be surprised to find out all of these companies that have that have done a soft inquiry on your credit, just to see uh, if, if you're really a candidate for their card. And certain inquiries affect your credit, right? Hard inquiries are the only ones that affect your credit, not soft. and and i going to i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very careful about that so let's say that you're shopping uh for a car okay and you go to a couple different places and they run your your credit because you you allowed them to do so uh if it, if it's all concentrated around a single purchase like buying a new card then they really don't affect your credit that much it's Hard inquiries will affect your credit when you're applying for multiple credit cards within a, a, a short period of time, if that makes sense. Because then it's like sends up a red flag, like, why are you
0: applying for all these credit cards? Um, like, what is the difference between a secured card and an unsecured card?
2: So for new credit card users, often they're not, they don't have a job history and they don't have enough uh financial backing, so to speak, to get a, a a Visa credit card, maybe a traditional Visa credit card. So their first credit card might be what's called a secured credit card. So that means a bank has given you a credit card with a limit of let's say $250. And the secured part is that you then have to hold a savings account that has $250 in it. And you can't touch that money. That money secures your credit card. So you can go ahead and then charge up to $250 and pay it off. But that $250 in the savings account will sit there until you've established a pattern of responsible payment behavior. So usually six months after you've had a secured credit card, you can call your bank and say, I want to remove the secured part. I just want it to be an unsecured credit card.
0: Um, Is there anything that you would want more students to know about getting credit cards or like the dangers of getting a credit card? Well, it's really about responsible behavior. So
2: me personally, I'm a strong proponent of of responsible students getting a credit card to start building credit because it affects you in so many ways. You may have a potential employer who wants to run your credit report. So you're going to need some history in there. And, and the sooner you get started, again, that pattern of charging something and paying for it and growing that score 750 higher, it, it's going to afford you the best rates. At some point in your life, you're going to want to buy a car and you want the lowest rate possible. And what's key to that is your credit score. Great credit score, really good rate. And and also, students eventually, when they graduate and get jobs, they may want to get a house. And again, they want that really solid credit score. And then I know for apartments or, or um, you know, it could be something else you've signed up for. If you have a good history of credit paying on time, not abusing your credit card, and having uh, a credit card f- open for a while you're just not going to have any problems. That's one one less thing that you need to worry about.
0: Certain things stay on your credit report for I think it's 7 years or more, and I can't remember now if it's you if you don't like pay off that debt or or what it is that stays on your report for 7 years or more.
2: Yeah, so let's say that you don't pay on time and in fact you're 30 days late on paying uh, making a payment. So that will be reported to one of the one or all of the three reporting agencies, so it's Transamerica, Equifax or Experian. And it'll once it hits your credit report as missed payment, it's going to stay on there for 7 years. Okay? That missed payment. Now, let's say that well, something common that happens with students is uh, they might have a cell phone contract And then they decided they don't want that cell phone contract anymore. They want to go with a different provider. So they didn't pay. So then that old provider will put the account on your credit report. And again, the day it hits your credit report is the day the time starts. So for seven years, even if you pay that off, it will still stay on there for seven years. That is the the time of of sort of, I call it jail time. That's the time when that bad account will sit on your credit report. And then after seven years, it's required by law that it has to be removed. There are some differences with bankruptcy, but uh, for every other type of credit debt, uh, credit card or account, uh, it's usually seven years. However, I do wanna make a, an exception to that. If you owe student loans, if you owe the IRS, or if you owe the franchise tax for, uh something like that can stay on your credit, uh credit report indefinitely.
0: Um, is there anything you'd like to add or any anything- I just
2: I again, if you get a credit card, be responsible with it, build that credit score. I'd like to think that your goal is to make money off your credit card. And one way to do that is to uh, get a credit card with a great rewards program that fits your lifestyle. So, for example, I have a daughter. She has her first credit card. It's a Mastercard. She was able to get it uh, with just uh, her summer job as her employment history, and she's charging and paying, and then she receives one uh, percent cash back, and that's that's great. I mean, she's not paying anything. She's not paying any fees or she's not paying any interest because she's paying it off every month. And so she's going to effectively make money off her credit card.
0: Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Real Talk with Rose with your host, Rose Vega. Tune in next time for more.